stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm actually going solo to talk about insider trading. As some of you know, I manage Zach's insider trader portfolio, and I've been watching the insider buys and sells since at least about 2011. So it's been about seven years I've been watching this kind of activity And the insider trader buys when the insiders buy. So that portfolio I manage only buys. It does not short when they sell and all of that stuff. But I get often get asked, what about when they sell? Could that be a warning sign that something bad is happening in a company if there's a ton of insider selling going on? And so this earnings season, second quarter earnings season, a lot has been made about the insider selling at some of the the hot social media and tech companies, um, specifically Facebook and Twitter, that there was a lot of insider selling going on there. And then, whoops, the earnings weren't what everybody thought and the shares have collapsed. So somehow it was a warning sign that we all should have been paying attention to, um, possibly that they knew something. Obviously, they're insiders, so they know more information than the rest of us, and they had this advanced notice. So we're going to take a closer look at what was going on with the insider selling at those two companies and a couple others to see, really, was this a warning sign? And can you use insider selling to um, kind of get out or, or you know, short a stock or that kind of thing? ahead of time. So let's discuss who are the insiders. A lot of people discussing, oh, these insider trades and all of that. What exactly does that mean? So the insiders are normally the management and the board of directors. And management can kind of be a broad term too. And what that means usually, in my experience of looking at all of these forms that are filed, are obvious ones like the CEO and the CFO. And then usually it means um, either presidents of certain divisions, like the president of China division or Asia, that kind of thing, if they give them that title or maybe VP. So, um, you know, they're like the head of marketing. So it'll say VP of marketing or VP of operations. And then you'll get some that are considered management at a lot of these big companies, like the head of human resources, or um, the general counsel, for sure, is usually considered an insider. And so it's kind of up to the company to some extent to determine who are the insiders. But those are the common ones I normally see. And then you get the directors. So those who are on the board of directors are also considered insiders. So under the SEC rules, these insiders have to file a form called Form 4, whenever they buy or sell their own company stock. So within 48 hours of that sale, this Form 4 is filed with the SEC, and you can go uh, look at it on the SEC's website. And it's actually pretty easy to go over there and look at it. So you don't have to have access to some of these insider selling um, websites or any of that. You can go look for yourself and see who's buying and selling over on the SEC website. But remember, um, a lot of these insiders, they don't just get to buy or sell whenever. That's one of the big myths of insider trading, as it's called, is that these insiders can just, oh, I don't like how things are going. I'm going to sell or, oh, I think it's a real deal here. I'm just buying tomorrow. 
No, they have regulations that they really do follow. And sometimes um, there's tighter compliance on the bigger companies because they have a compliance department that oversees all the buys and sells. And sometimes on the smaller companies, they're just not that big and they don't have as much bureaucracy. So they might just have like the lawyer, the head lawyer or HR even telling them when they can buy and sell. So they're a little bit looser on the rules, I I should say. But um, because the insiders have so much insider info, there's usually this thing I call the quiet period. And that's when before the earnings announcement comes out, that's when they're usually on in the quiet period and they're on lockdown, essentially. They cannot buy or sell during that time. And there's no set amount of time on it. It's just simply the weeks before an earnings report. And for some companies, it might be four weeks before. So that whole time they're on lockdown. Some companies, it might be six weeks before. So that whole time they're on lockdown. It really depends on the company, what's going on, um, you know, and and that kind of thing. But I've never seen an open insider buy or sell, just like a random one in, say, the week or two or even three weeks before that earnings report comes out. Because by then, the accountants have pretty much, you know, pounded the numbers. All the divisions have submitted their financials. Um, They know what's going on. They have the insider info already then, so they cannot be trading on that knowledge. So the companies have them on lockdown until they tell all of us what's happening with the earnings. So um, much has been going on with the insiders. um, And because with some companies even, you may get only one day a quarter to buy or sell your shares. And I've actually seen this. So back in the late 1990s, I was a lawyer in San Francisco during the dot-com boom. And my law firm, not even me, but my law firm represented several big tech giants at the time. And they were doing a ton of M&A deals. Our firm was representing them as outside counsel. And so we were handling a ton of their work. And we even were on lockdown from buying and selling because obviously we had knowledge too, information. And we would get an email from um, our compliance department telling us the one day out of the quarter, like they literally the day before would be like, okay, tomorrow on this day, um, you can buy or sell any shares of this company, but that's it. So, you know, this kind of myth that these insiders can buy or sell whenever is is really just a myth. Now, again, some of the companies don't tightly regulate it like that because they may not have, you know, any M&A deals going or anything like that. But um, many of them do. So when you're trying to um, gauge what the intent is from either the buys or the sells, you have to keep these things in mind that the intent might not be what you think it is because of the regulations that they're under. But there is another way that insiders can buy or sell, even if they're in the quiet period. And these are not, this is what I call not the um, open market purchases or sales. This is what's called a plan run through um, the SEC that's called 10B5-1 plan. So that sounds like real technical, but it's just everybody refers to it that way. It's the 10B5-1s. 
the insider actually has to file this plan with the SEC, so it's registered with them, and it allows the insiders to sell on on certain days set up in the plan regardless of having insider knowledge. So regardless of whether or not there's an earnings report coming up in two weeks um, and regardless of if that M&A deal or, you know, a buyout or something is going to be announced, if they filed this plan, then they're allowed to do it. Now, these kinds of sales are controversial because this plan can be stopped or instituted at the um, will of the insider. So once they start it, they aren't like beholden to it to last forever necessarily, even though if they say, I'm going to do this every quarter for the next three years. If after a year they decide, eh, I've changed my mind, I want to do something else. Yes, they can either halt it or they can file a new 10B5-1. That's all allowed. So some people think that there's some still shady sales <laughs> going on because they can halt or change the plan, but the plan is known and it is public out there. And if you read enough of the SEC website and the t- and the form fours that are filed there, it you you see the patterns with a lot of these insiders. So, for instance, I took a look at Bill Gates at Microsoft. So he was the ultimate insider, right at Microsoft, one of the co-founders of the company. And then he was CEO, and now he's a director, and he has been selling shares of Microsoft under a 10B5-1 for, I don't know how long, because the SEC site only goes back so far, but let's just say for decades or something, (laughs) like, that's how long it's been going. And I've never actually taken a look at his plan before and, like, when he's buying and selling because I know he's doing it all the time. So I did take a look at it. And his last sale under the 10B5-1 was in May 2017. So he has not yet sold any in 2018, interestingly. But the last sale was in May of last year. He sold 2.5 million shares back then. Um, He also sold in 2016. And then I looked back. I kept going through the pages on the SEC website. He sold in 2015, 2014, 2013, 2012. And that's when I kind of stopped looking because it's obvious he was selling every year. Um, But again, he has not sold yet in 2018 for whatever reason. But as of May 2017, so he sold 2.5 million shares back then. And he still had... 167,842,999 shares. So, (laughs) and this has been going on all these years. Even when I was looking at 2012, I think he had 280 million or something like that. So you can see how long it really takes these founders who get so many shares when they found these companies to really diversify themselves and sell off and do something else with the money. So I don't think anyone would really say that these sales are really telling you much about what's going on at Microsoft. You know, is is the company better now than it was in 2013 or worse off or whatever? Like, he's just selling every year. On the flip side, um, I also looked at who else was buying and selling there And um, you also had in February of this year in 2018, the executive vice president and chief marketing officer, he sold 10,000 shares. So this makes me perk up a little bit more. Um, This was 
I think these were open market share, open market sales. So that is like interesting. What does he know? But this was in February 2018. So he sold at $93 about on average, but he still has 171,000 shares. So he sold 10,000. He has 171,000. What does this really tell us? We don't really know anything because the, the shares of Microsoft kept going up since he sold and they had a decent um, quarter again. And so this doesn't really tell us that much. Um, maybe this individual was buying a house in the Seattle area because it's gotten a lot more expensive there. Maybe that's what the money is being used for. Maybe he's sending kids to college. Maybe he's buying a second home somewhere. We really don't know. So when everybody says, oh, I can tell the intent of these sales and it's awful and all of that, you really... I don't think you really can, like when you're looking at this. And then on the other side, I looked to see, is anyone buying? And yes, someone was buying at Microsoft. So on June 5th, a director bought 5,400 shares at about $102 a share. That was like near the highs then on June 5th. This was well ahead of when the earnings report is going to come. So we're looking at like five or six weeks before that earnings report. That makes sense. That's probably when the window was about to close on anyone buying again. This director, these were the first purchases by her to buy here. So to me, and this is what I look at when I'm running the insider um, trader portfolio here at Saks, this buy is much more interesting than any of the sales because why is this director buying at the highs here? Um, what What does she know What's going on behind the scenes? We wouldn't find out for another five or six weeks, but this director's putting their own money into this, and this was not a small purchase, 5,400 shares at $102 each. That's pretty big purchase. So um, that's a very bullish indicator to me. So just looking at Microsoft here, the Bill Gates sales don't really tell you all that much. Do they? No. Even though, again, everybody's been panicking. So let's look at the panic stocks. <laughs> let's take a look at Facebook. So Mark Zuckerberg has the 10B5-1 plan, as does Sheryl Sandberg, as does just about everyone I've looked at over there. <laughs> because most of the employees, it's a newer company, um, didn't go IPO that long ago. A lot of them got the stock options. They've been working there for several years now. And they all have these plans because they have so many shares, they need to diversify out of them. So he is the 10B5-1. He's been selling um, pretty routinely since 2016. That's when he announced that he was going to sell routinely so that everyone wouldn't freak out when they go to the SEC website and literally there's pages of Mark Zuckerberg selling. And that's what happened here after the Facebook earnings. I suddenly saw on stock twits and Twitter all these screen grabs of Mark Zuckerberg selling. And everybody, you know, even Zero Hedge had a whole article of Mark Zuckerberg picked up his sales pace. Yes, he's been selling all these other months, but he suddenly sold even more. He knew it was going to be this bad and he sold ahead of the number. And then, you know, the shares dropped down. But he still has millions more shares <laughs> sitting there. And yes, he's probably going to be selling in another couple months or maybe even next month. I don't know what his plan is set up to do. But like Bill Gates, his, his selling is multi-years. 
uh, maybe multi-decades to get rid of that many shares, literally. That's why they're doing it so often. That's why the numbers are so big, because they have just so many shares. Um, now, what about Twitter? I took a look over there because people were saying the same thing after they reported those shares were down big, that all the insiders knew over there that it wasn't going to be um, all that great either. And uh, there were some big 10B 5-1 sales there too. Uh, there was a big sale by a director. So if you went over there, you suddenly saw this like half page of the same director selling under the 10B 5-1 plan. But again, like, a lot of these directors were in, you know, they were there from the beginning when it went IPO. They too have thousands of shares. So this isn't like that strange to see this happening. Um, more interesting was on July 5th, the VP of Revenue and Partnerships, he sold about 7,000 shares um, at about $44.50, but he still has 541,528 shares left. So what does that tell you? If you sell 7,000, you have 541,000 sitting there. Um, I don't really think that's telling you much about like what's going on at the company. But what about Jack Dorsey? He's the CEO, remember? And, um, you know, if that is supposed to tell you something about the CEO, whether or not he believes, and it's interesting what's going on with his Twitter shares. So he hasn't sold. He does not, it appear, have a 10B 5-1. He's not trying to diversify the shares of Twitter out. And if you remember, not that long ago, in April of 2017, in a show of support for Twitter and Twitter shares, he actually bought 574,000 shares on the open market at 1662 each. So yeah, that was a good purchase. CEOs will sometimes just go in with a big, massive purchase. I call it a confidence buy because they're trying to send a message to the stock market um, and Wall Street in general that, hey, I believe in this. Our share price is way too low. There's some good things going on here, and I'm putting this big amount of money in, even though I already have a lot of shares, and I get them as awards, or in this case, he's co-founder, so he gets it as stock options and all this other stuff. And yeah, he does have millions of shares, so this was still a big purchase and a big um, confidence booster. So he has 16 million shares. It's in some kind of trust, but he added 574,000, so... Again, the buys are more intriguing than the sales here because why is he buying more? Maybe he should have been paying attention to that buy, not these recent sales. But I also looked at his other company, Square, okay, ticker SQ. They haven't reported yet. So what's going on over there? Could we see a warning signal based on what the insiders are doing over there? Just like we saw with Twitter, um, kind of, even though we didn't really see it, but they were selling there some people and Facebook. So... Jack Dorsey does have a 10B 5-1 plan over there. His last sales, though, were in December 2017. He sold 50,000 shares out of that trust at about $36. The, the Square shares are up. They were up almost 100% in 2018. So he sold this before the shares really, you know, soared again. Um, so he hasn't been selling since then. A couple other people have, though. So clearly they have the 10B 5-1s. The sales were going on in July again. So just ahead of this earnings report, the general counsel on on um, July 2nd and 3rd, he sold a bunch of shares. He's got the 10B 5-1, but he still has 118,000 shares. 
Again, um, he sold at $63 about on average or thereabouts. And, um, you know, I think it was about 10,000 shares or some, or more is what he sold, but that's not that strange. And then you had a director selling on July 9th. So that's a little bit even closer to this earnings report. Um, he, he got shares. He has 18 million shares, this director in class B. He converted some over 400,000 shares and those were sold around $66 a share. So still has 18 million more he could be going through. Um, but to me, both of these sales or any of these other ones that are done under the 10B 5-1s, they, they're constantly doing it. It's not, to me, a real bad warning over there. Now, I didn't really see any insider buying either there. Nobody's jumping in at the all-time highs either. That kind of uh, can tell you something. But with a lot of these tech companies, the insiders get so many um, options, as we saw even the even the vice president of revenue at, um, you know, Facebook has gotten like all these shares. So a lot of the insiders, not just the original founders or CEOs, CFOs, all have tons of shares. So you don't really see that much insider buying at the newer tech or social media companies for that reason. Other than Jack Dorsey's show of confidence in the Twitter, which um, you know, obviously he didn't need more shares if he has 16 million, but um, that was a confidence buy. But the the lower level people don't tend to buy more. They're trying to diversify their portfolio. They have too many shares. Yes, I wish, you know, all of us had this problem, but they have too many. What you will see is in the older tech companies. So the Microsofts, the Apples, the Cisco's, the Intel's, even NVIDIA, those that, that have been around you know, 25, 35, 45 years, you no longer have the original um, shareholders, like the original workers are no longer in those jobs. And so the management has turned over now. And those people are the ones like we saw with Microsoft, where this new director comes in and uh, shows confidence by buying those shares. That's who we can really see those insider buys and that those might be giving us some some insight. So what what's the conclusion here? Do these insider sales give you warnings? Um, I don't think so. Not when these are 10B5-1 sales because they're so common. They have so many shares. They do it routinely. Um, again, there's, you know, ways that they can mess around with the 10B5-1s to, um, you know, buy and sell when they want to kind of. That's one of the complaints against those plans. But uh, I don't think it's really giving you the warning you think it is that, you know, I'm sure next quarter and the quarter after that and next year, Mark Zuckerberg will be selling more of the Facebook shares. And I don't think it's really going to tell you much about what they're going to do for that quarter. So that's just some advice on looking at the insider buys and sells. They are really interesting, but it's really where the buying comes in because that's their own money. They're going into their bank account and saying, Meh, I believe in this company and I'm going to buy some more here. And if they're buying at the highs like that Microsoft director did, that can tell you a lot because they're not buying after a big sell-off like we're seeing here. Although you should be watching to see if any of the insiders do buy on any of these pullbacks that we're getting now in these um, big tech and social media names. Like I said, I doubt we'll see much on the 
the newer companies, but some of these old ones pull back, the oldies, the old tech giants. If some of them pull back and start buying in, that could send a really powerful signal. So let's go over those uh, tickers again. We had Microsoft, MSFT. I actually own that one in my own personal portfolio. Um, Twitter, TWTR. Facebook is FB. I own that one too. And then Square is SQ. It's the only one who hasn't reported yet. And yes, out of all the other fangs, the insiders were also selling. They were selling at Amazon. Jeff Bezos also has a 10B 5-1 plan. If you're interested, of course, you know that ticker AMZN. Um, but I don't think Jeff Bezos sales really told you much about that quarter either. So keep that in mind when you're looking at these things and um, it's easy to cherry pick and to like, you know, say, oh, Facebook, the doom was there, but it really, it really wasn't. So keep that in mind. And as always, I bring you all the kind of things going on on the street on the market edge. And um, we're going to have upcoming program again on the marijuana stocks. I know you're all into it. So um, we're going to have update on that because things are going on in marijuana. So be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss any of our episodes. We are on Apple Podcast, and you can get us on SoundCloud. You can subscribe there and on Spotify. So be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>